want it to get too heavy and feel really overloaded. Song? Uh no, I just thought it'd be cool if you did like an acapella version. Okay. Just because I watched Pitch Perfect recently, and I've I've seen all three now. Okay, so you're into wasting time. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Okay. Um, Dylan's not going to be on this week. Um catch you guys up to speed uh after we were done recording last time we got into like a bit of an off mic discussion about um you know where we think what kind of terrains we think we could survive in optim like you know that our skill set is uh warriors we could survive in um dan said champagne park and allen park is probably the peak terrain he could <coughs> survive in it's true I said the wilderness, probably, of like a place like Washington in the woods, you know. And Dylan being, you know, you know, really showing some bravado, uh, you know, really feeling his swagger, as uh, <laughs> Eric Adams would say, said uh, the Congo, no problem. And uh, we got into a bit of a, it got kind of out of out of hand. And we were telling him, no way, Dylan, you could not survive the Congo. There's just no way. And, you know, some things were said that you know, I don't think we meant, but uh, some pants were pulled down. Mm-hmm, some pants were some, wedgies some shirt, were given. Yep, shirt collars were stretched out. Uh, swirlies were given. Dan's ha- Dan had like an alfalfa look from the swirly for like a couple of days when it was all set and done. Uh, I don't, want to talk I don't about even it. know why I helped in that. I was on Dan's side, uh, but anyway, um. <clears throat> Uh, a couple hours later, you know, it's like midnight. We're getting ready for bed, and we get a, a, a picture sent to our group text from Dylan catching a red eye to the Congo. So, uh, you know, we haven't heard from him in a while. You know, he said that he would send us correspondence. So we'll be hearing from him. But Dylan is in the Congo right now. Uh, we'll find out next week how he's doing. We'll get some updates. Well, that's out of the way. We can get to the show. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen. I do know that Dylan said before he left that he downloaded 147 different MP3s of Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses <laughs> to keep his spirits <clears throat> up out there. <laughs> yeah, he did do that. And uh, he's, I mean, we're... He, I don't think he can use like a voice communication system. No, so I, we're gonna be. He, he can send like emails from his BlackBerry, and I think that's about it. I think he's gonna send letters. Oh yeah, his BlackBerry's probably gonna get fucked up uh, from the humidity. Yeah. So, he he took um David had a bunch of scrolls of parchment, and a really nice calligraphy set that Dylan happened to steal. Yeah, before, that was part of the big fight. The Bula, yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. You almost knocked that bottle of ink all over the carpet. Mm-hmm. So, but, <clears throat> you know, we hope he's doing okay. We do. Power to the people. Have you ever seen the movie Congo? No. It's not, it's not very good. 
It's, it, you know, do you know about it, though? Like, how it was sort of, like, cannibalizing on the hype from Jurassic Park? Um, yeah, yeah, it's a Michael Christian novel. Both of them are. You you have a look like you didn't know that. No, I was just looking at the microphone, like, ten feet from your face. It's better now. Okay. No, it's, uh... As far as movies adapted from Michael Crichton novels, it's got to be one of the worst ones. And Disclosure is probably the best one. Oh, for sure. Disclosure features the ultimate monster, Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. Uh, an apex predator. <laughs> um, a hard dick torpedo of a man. You think Jurassic Park would have been better with Michael Douglas in it? No question. As a T-Rex. Okay, he's one of the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like a velociraptor. He could have been one of them. <laughs> he does have a... <laughs> he's a dinosaur-like quality. Or if he was Jeff Goldblum's character and also a velociraptor. Yeah, reptile bird type face. Or if he was Newman's character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Let's recast Jurassic Park right now. Um, Instead of Colonel Sanders, we can get... Um, who? Colonel Sanders, the guy who... Uh, found the guy who made Jurassic Park that's his name no he just looks like oh oh, okay they really really fucked up the wardrobe to make (laughs) that guy look like that (laughs) um Dr. Hammond that's the guy's name yeah said of him let's go with Bernie Mac all right said of Jeff Goldblum I kind of want to see Charles Bronson in here somewhere Charlton Heston as the T-Rex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why uh why why Chuck Heston? Oh, I just think he's funny. He is funny. Not a very not a very convincing man. He's really not that many good movies at all. Yeah, I think the only one I've actually seen is Planet of the Apes. It might be the only good one. Probably. And, you know, he's in Bowling for... Actually, or is he in Bowling for Columbine? Yeah, he is. Oh, okay. He is until he isn't. Yeah, until he walks off like a little bitch. You know, Charlton Heston couldn't survive in the Congo, not like Dylan. (laughs) Yeah. It's felt like an open invitation for Michael Moore to just live with Charlton Heston. The whole way that last altercation is framed. Mm Mm-hmm. Just stay at his house. Or wanted to... Charlton Heston wanted to engage in a Predator-style shootout. You see, they're making a new Predator. Are they? Mm-hmm. Predator 5, Prey. Which... Is that real? I don't get, because... Predator... Some, I think someone said it was Predator 5. Or, I think I saw someone in the marketing as Predator 5, but... Let's count them. Predator 1, Predator 2... Are you counting AVP 1 and 2? Probably no. Because after Predator 2, the only other solo Predator movie is Predators. So this is Predator 4, buddy. There's one called Predators? Yeah. Robert Rodriguez directed it. Kind of like Aliens? Oh. Um, that can't be good. It's got Eric Foreman in it. Topher Grace? Topher Grace is in it, yeah. And Walton Goggins, I think. Oh. Michelle Rodriguez. You know, I, I kind of... Oh, you know what? Adrian Brody's in it, too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's the main guy. 
He'd be good in Jurassic Park, I think. Yeah, it's like uh, that venomous dinosaur in there that shoots oh, Okay, so we're recasting slime. the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> the cast is fine. It's the dinosaurs that need new, uh, new, new life, you know? The Stegosaurus, that's sick. That's John Podhoritz. <laughs> uh, there was that Predator movie that came out in 2018. The Predator. What? Did you see that? No. It was in the era of movie pass, so I went and saw it by myself. It was a Predator, like... It was like a reboot. Like, it was a soft <laughs> reboot type of thing. Okay, well, this new Predator movie is... If anything, more of like a Tremors 4 situation. It takes place, uh, it's Predator versus the Native Americans. Okay. Kind of a cool idea. Predator Prey. What about Predator Thoughts and Prey? What about thought and Predator prey? Thought? Yeah, Thought and Prey. Because I remember in the comics, there was like a woman Predator who was just a regular lady. Juicy. Yeah. Just a piece of ass. You know, <laughs> this is uh, an excuse to draw an alien in fishnets. Was she was like a human? Yeah. Or appeared as a human? Yeah. I think. I don't know. I didn't really read the book. Mm. I just remember that. <laughs> you just looked at the pictures. <laughs> yeah. The NBA draft was yesterday. That was the only news of yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of, I forgot to prepare rock news this week. Yeah, so we're going to do hoop news instead. Dude, everyone just imagine me, like, shuffling my papers around, wiping sweat from my brow. Now we're going into hoop news. I stand up. I'm not wearing pants. I just have, the, like, those garter socks. <laughs> okay, now it's a race between me and David to check rock news and... Wait, let's see. Ultimate class. Kimba Walker from the New York Knicks has been traded... As part of a three-team trade between the Detroit, he's been traded to the Detroit Pistons in a three-team trade between Detroit, Charlotte, and the Knicks, and the Knicks' suicidal mission to try and get Jalen Brunson. Will they? It's going to be very sad if they don't actually get Jalen Brunson, um, considering they're trying to get rid of like it seems like half the fucking team to get this guy. Um, but they're. Their uh, precarious state right now is to Detroit's advantage, as we also picked up Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran, two very good uh, college players, to you know join this team with Cade Cunningham. Looks like a very good Detroit season coming up. Huh? Hi, Dan. Uh, sorry, I found some rock news. Oh, okay. Um, Poison's Ricky Rocket defends injured tour mate Tommy Lee. Apparently, Tommy Lee is, quote, taking a lot of heat over his current injury. You hear about this? No. What happened to him? Uh. Oh, he broke four ribs? Trying to suck his own dick. Probably. <laughs> Damn, this is the first night of the tour he got got his shit fucked up. It's Def Leppard, Poison. Tommy Lee's like, my dick's big enough, I can just do this like right here. Listen to this lineup. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett. Okay. 
that's nothing. Like, did you hear that tour that's coming to uh, coming to Detroit? That's like JPEG Mafia, Ski Master Slump God, Suicide Suicide Boys, Knocked Loose, Code Orange Kids, and yeah. a bunch of other artists. I did see that. What is that? Is it Punkin' Drublick or is uh, it um? Oh, what's that called? I knew about this. It sounds kind of cool. Isn't JPEG Mafia? He's touring with like an indie rock artist too, I think. Snail Mail. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Snail Mail. Actually, it's not interesting because Snail Mail is really boring. And is she? Yeah, I don't really like her music. I always get her and Soccer Mommy mixed up. They're basically the same thing. But I like Soccer Mommy. Why? I don't know, they write some good songs. I don't know. I like their music. Okay. Why do you like Morrissey? Because <laughs> he's hot. That's why. <laughs> All right. You're trying to fish me out for liking Soccer Mommy for superficial reasons. But, I, Dan, guess I what? Was. You got another thing coming. I can't even tell you what she looks like. <laughs> really, I can't picture it in my head. Mm-hmm. I I know I've watched a music video. Her haircut. Can't. Well, let me look her up. I know you like that haircut. Because I follow her on Instagram, and her um, default is it's a picture I think from Daria. So she looks like a character from Daria. I was about to say she looks like a character from Daria, but I was like, that's too obvious. No. It's a conscious choice, apparently. What else in rock? Oh yeah, this is a this is a quote from from poison i love for, for one oh yeah she is good looking anyway part of the reason like i kind of uh stop wanting to be a journalist was that every article now is like craft stories out of other reporting so like oh this is from this interview on sirius xm here's a quote instead of like actually talking to the artist i mean i guess like when your quota is you have to write 60 articles a day. You don't have time to go out and do your own uh, interviewing, but this uh, this is a quote from Ricky Rocket. What, was that his name? Uh, Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Rocket told Trunk Nation with Eddie Trunk on Sirius XM. Oh, Eddie Trunk. Awesome name for a show. Do you know Eddie Trunk? No. He's uh, He had that, that me- he was on that metal show. Um, and he's just one of these guys that thinks like hair metal was the greatest thing to ever happen to music. Uh, he's just like obsessed with like all of that shit. That's very cool. Like, music begins and ends at Poison and Motley Crue to him. And he just looks like a. I, I anyway. I can I can I can imagine what he looks like. Kind of the Gene. <clears throat> who is that guy? Gene DiPaolo. Krupa. Kru- no. Napoli? Yeah. He's kind of like that guy, but for hair metal. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, Michael Giovanni, one of the greatest rock and roll guitarists of all time. Him and, uh, you know, Louis Palooka, all these great guys. Go <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Continuing this, with this quote, I swear I didn't. I went out and he wasn't playing. And I'm like, what the heck is going on, guys? So I went back and got the lowdown. He's taking a lot of heat. I don't think he should, because I think what's cool about what he's doing is he's coming out there and he's going. This is painful to do it, but I want the audience to know that I'm here. I'm here for the duration. I'm not wussing out on this. 
Instead of running home and sitting six weeks out while he recovers, he's part of the team. I think that's badass. That's like when I saw MST3K and Joel Hodgson was part of the tour, but he literally just like walked out for one minute at the beginning of every show and was like, Hey guys, it's me. All right, enjoy the show. And it's like, why was he with them? Yeah. Didn't seem, I guess, if he didn't have anything else going on. Or maybe there was some sort of VIP package that he got to just, like, sit at a table and people lean over and take pictures with him or something. Uh, buddy. May- yeah, maybe. I, You know, I feel weird. Like, are you more of a Joel or a Mike fan? I mean, I like them both. Yeah, yeah, I like them both, too. I guess typically Mike episodes I, I gravitate toward. I do, too. I just kind of like that he riffs more. He's a little less uh, sleepy, you know? Joel's kind of like that sleepy, low-key Yeah, Joel's not riffing. bad. And Mike is kind of like the, the the jock, like high energy. So it's kind of like what mood I'm in, you know? But isn't Mike like kind of weird now? Like he's like a super Catholic or something? I guess so. Hmm. Wow, that doesn't really move the needle on old MST3K episodes. No, it doesn't. He's a funny guy. Um, some awesome photos of Joe Biden in this article. Some uh, advertisements. On the second tour stop, Lee spoke to the audience before bowing out after three songs, admitting, "My fucking heart is broken." Along with the ribs. So the doctor goes, listen, bro, by the way, no fucking playing. I'm like, dude, there's no fucking way. We have a tour in a fucking few days. What the fuck am I going to do? So I'm going to fucking pop in and out as much as I can. That's a quote from his doctor. So, listen, bro, by the way, no fucking playing. Who is this fucking doctor, Dr. Feelgood? <laughs> I had to see a doctor today for the physical. Yeah. He uh he said that to you too. You you have broken four ribs in your <laughs> scuffle last week. <laughs> um yeah, he patched me up though. Yeah. So I'm wearing kind That's of That's why you went to the doctors is cuz you were still hurting after that. Yeah, it was that. It was uh, that, uh crazy ass whooping. <sighs> mhm. I had to take a drug test cuz cuz also who knows what fluids got on me. Um I was positive for everything. Yeah, you were rolling around on my carpet for a while, breathing in flakes of weed and uh, spores of mushrooms and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, I tested positive for crack because I was doing crack. Oh, also, it was crack in my carpet. I smoked crack, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a little, uh, sh- you know, behind the curtain here, we uh, both smoke crack before we get on the show. Yeah. We've been doing it for years though, so it's we got a pretty high tolerance is why it's pretty maintained. Mm-hmm. That would be a. that would just be such a messy habit to have. All the money you're spending on foil, mm-hmm. straws. We smoke crack. <clears throat> I guess I when I picture it, I'm picturing freebasing. Hmm. Well, you smoke. Uh, look, I don't know much about crack. You're you're really exposing me here. I'm probably exposing myself. 
All of our fans who love crack are like, these guys. <laughs> these guys have no idea. Um, Listen, I've tried crack. <laughs> I've done crack. When I was in the waiting room for the doctor. I'm cool. Sorry. Oh, that's what it means when someone asks, like, are you cool? Yeah, you smoke crack. You smoke crack? Yeah. No, when I was in the waiting room at the doctor's office, uh, well, it wasn't really a doctor's office. It was, a, it was an urgent care. So, doctor's office junior. And uh, they had Tom and Jerry playing on the TV, so I didn't really mind that I had to wait like 45 minutes to see to see anyone. But uh, my experience was actually kind of like Tom and Jerry because the doctor took out his mallet. I hid inside the wall. I sent out like a little robot covering dynamite that looked like me. He hit you in the knee and you were like, yeah, <laughs> like Jerry. Well, he hit the or dynamite Tom. robot and he exploded. And then he couldn't complete my physical. Speaking of Tom, the name Tom. Uh, I have this weird burnt-in memory of a YouTuber I used to watch uh, named Dan the Norseman. Hmm. And he was, like, this guy, this, like, metalhead guy. He was, like, a... I was probably 12, so he seemed much older. I think he was really only 17. Um, He had long hair, always wore sleeveless shirts, and, like, that, you know, that cool leather bracelet. And he had, like, a, a literal Norse helmet on his face. Oh. Like like a mask basically, and he was talking about he's, he was like ranting about a tsunami. And he was like, "Yeah, I remember when they changed it. It was like the, you know, the, you know, they had a new host on. I'm like, what the fuck happened to Tom? And just <laughs> him saying that wearing the fucking <laughs> Norseman helmet is burnt into my head. I'm checking out this guy right now. Dan, that you're looking at him. Let me see him. What's he up to? Wow, he's still going. He's he, not wearing the mask. He's got uh, about 100 followers on Instagram. Let's check out his it's YouTube. less than me. He has 1.15 thousand subscribers on YouTube. And only 100 followers on Instagram? Man, his last upload was 11 years ago, though. And it's why I deleted most of the vids. Oh, he what? has some other channels, maybe? Is he wearing the helmet? He's not. <laughs> So that's a, why I dropped. That's why I stopped watching him in like 08. He took the helmet off. Got a banned channel. Okay, they only posted twice. Best of Noah. That's that's probably a good video. What's Norse Force? Okay, still. So, so I don't. He um. He literally had a video one time that like opened up with him like bench pressing and then getting. I was like, "What's up, everybody? Dan the Norse here." <laughs> His last upload on one of his channels was nine years ago. Well, is he wearing a helmet in any of these and videos? The, the name of the uh, channel is YouTube fucking sucks, <laughs> but spelled U-T-U-B-E-P-H-U-C-K-I-N-S-U-X. So he's talking about the porn channel. C-K-I-N-S-U-X. So. YouTube fucking sucks. Maybe this is, is this his Instagram? Is that him? I don't know. I can't tell. He uh, he looks pretty different, but oh no, this is just Dan Norseman. Not oh, Dan the Norseman. He's a. This is a totally different guy, I think. 
Nuri Norseman. Hmm. You know what happened to Dan the Norseman? I want to know now. Who else was there on YouTube? Faded Holy Soldier. Are you familiar with that guy? Mm-mm. Let's check him out. He was terrible. Faded Holy Soldier? Yeah. How'd you find this shit? I don't know. YouTube was different in <laughs> 2007. It's by accident. Oh, he uh, privated all of his videos, it appears. Probably, because he... Like, I don't know. Like, he was like a guy I watched back in the day, because his videos would just be like, let me tell you why WWE fucking sucks now, bro. Or, like, why rap music isn't as good as it used to be in the 90s. Hey, he's got an entry on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, and then I checked back. He's just a vicious misogynist. What do we got? Top five review. A pretty funny video blogger on YouTube. Nah, I don't Example, Faded Holy Soldier is awesome. Nah, I don't think he's awesome, dude. Here's the second entry. One of YouTube's funniest and realest video bloggers out there. Oh, he's real for sure, but like... He criticizes stupid teenagers, has a Mr. Advice segment, does anime and video game reviews, speaks against the Illuminati, does traveling <laughs> videos from time to time in places like Japan, and he likes his underground status. Sometimes he answers a lot of questions from trolls, too, involving stupid people and shit. Parentheses, no pun intended. Faded Holy Soldier. This is a quote from him. Faded Holy Soldier. Do you know what the fuck I want to talk about? That's right. You read that title and you know exactly what the fuck I want to talk about. Yeah, that's how he started every video. I can't find... I think he's gone. Last video I saw from him was him drunk, like, sitting in a chair, explaining why he's leaving YouTube. He's like... This is a very sad video. <laughs> Someone collected some of his stuff on Reddit, but I don't really see. I think he's gone. He's got an IMDb page. What was that, uh, that, that men going their own way thing? You know what I'm talking about? Um, I don't think so. Uh, he was like a real big like men's rights initiative guy. A real New Yorker. Checking out, uh, there's this podcast called the Drunken Peasants Podcast. Yeah, that, uh, they, they like cooked on him for a while. That's like Amazing Atheist shit, I think. Oh, good. Yeah. One annoying YouTuber roasting another annoying YouTuber. Yeah. <sighs> yeah amazing Atheist. What, a, what an era he was, huh? Sometimes I think if I'd really continued down the path of um, being an anime blogger, how much, like, awful content would be out there of me. Wait, back it up. When were you an anime blogger? For, like, um, a few months in high school, I guess. can't believe you're putting this out in the open, Dan. It's it's out. I mean, I privated most of my posts because they were, they were pretty bad. <clears throat> It's some uh, Dan gives some some edgy views that I I wouldn't really agree with now. Hmm. I was keeping it real. Yeah, you were a real faded. You were like, you know what the fuck I want to talk about? <laughs> I did have one post where I was like calling out every single anime blogger I follow. Yeah. For like, I don't know. I mean, I was just trying to get people to read my articles, so I was like tagging their their blogs. Yeah. Most of the anime bloggers I follow 
definitely don't post anymore. A couple of them do. Like, the really shitty ones kind of do. Um, one is kind of like an annoying libertarian who I thought was cool at the time, but not really anymore. One... One is like an Irish guy, and he was kind of annoying. But the the weirdest one, I used to follow this guy. This is kind of like a discovering someone when they're still underground type of thing. Yeah. There's a dude named like Digibro, and he pivoted to being like a My Little Pony vlogger at some point, and he got really popular. In like 2012? With like the bronies, yeah. And now he, I don't remember what he does now, but he he wrote some real weird stuff back in the day. Yeah. Stuff I assume he's privated now, but I, yeah, stuff I don't even want to, I don't want to put out there really, but he did do a post that was like reviewing the entire discography of the Smiths. Yeah. And it was before I even liked the Smiths, and I was like, I don't get what the big deal is. Bronies almost ruined Rainbow in the Dark for me. The song? Yeah. Why? There, that was like I guess a big song in the Brony community because I was listening to it one time I think uh, at in high school at the cafeteria. You yeah. Know, my boys on a ghetto blaster posted up, had on sideways, and then. Uh, <laughs> A My Little Pony fan came by and was like, oh, this song is 100%, 120% cool. And I'm like, Oof. I immediately shut it off, threw the ghetto blaster out the window, put my hat on so- normal and left school for the day. I was, I was really defeated. Oh, I was imagining you, you grabbed the ghetto blaster, spun around in a circle, uh, smashed it across his head, and then walked away. Yeah, well, it was a girl, so I wouldn't do that. But. Oh, no. If it was a guy, though, lights out for him. Yeah, fucking dead. <laughs> Radiohead for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ever heard of that sexual position, the Radiohead? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> when you're, uh, it's when you uh, eat a girl out while uh, reciting lines from the Cuba Gooding Jr. movie, Radio. <laughs> And act like him in that movie. <laughs> Just keep saying, I want my pie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that movie rules. I really liked that movie in middle school. I, I was had really to watch, charmed by I, it. I had to watch it in class. I don't know if that was a common experience. And then you got to get up and like do it, run around with the transistor radio after you're done with it. <laughs> I'm going to look up this uh, one anime blogger I used to follow, see if he... See what he's up to. Oh, Digibro Controversy was a uh, was something that popped up. Here's a two-hour video someone posted called I Hate Digibro. He was on an episode... Oh, yeah, he was on an episode of the Needle Drop podcast. Back when that was really cooking in, like, 2016. Oh, I see. Uh, Digibro is trans, I think. Huh. I mean, that sounded kind of like I was making a gross. I, I was yawning and uh, did a aha. But very cool. Hmm. Cut out where it sounds like. <laughs> I made that sound like, uh, no, that's the truth. That was your initial reaction. That was not what I was meant. 
So Digibra. Oh, that was from Digibra's own YouTube channel, I think. Interesting. While you're doing this, I'm going to look up Dan Quinn facts. A much cooler YouTuber. Internet personality. Hmm. Oh, he, yeah, big part. Oh, okay. I didn't realize he was openly like. You just said Digibro is trans. You're right. So now who's the asshole? You know, I'm just going to drop this subject. I don't want to talk about this this person anymore. <laughs> they, uh, they've, they've, they've gone a, a weird direction. They're very open about some weird shit. But anyway, enough about that. They had a post... Now I'm going to keep talking about them. They had a post years ago where they were talking about, like, how they reached a new, like, apex of appreciating anime. Because they were like, you know, I finally hear the dialogue in anime. I'm not just reading the subtitles. Like, I'm hearing the dialogue, and I understand this the show is so much better now. And I still, to this day, don't know what they were talking about. This is what they're talking about. Oh, wait. Hold on. That's what he hears. That's good stuff. You know, remember comedians in cars getting coffee? Mm-hmm. I've been thinking, how much better would that show be with Dan Quinn behind the wheel instead of Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> so, like, you get, you know, Dan Quinn in, the, in his uh, Chevy Cobra Mustang, um, and you get John Mulaney in the passenger seat, and John Mulaney doesn't get a word in edgewise because Dan Quinn's ranting about how his uh, college football coach was uh, point shaving and betting against, betting on the games, fixing games, and how, as a matter of fact, the FBI should be investigating this man and that they uh, they busted him on a trumped-up charge for a rape he didn't even commit and, uh, you know, all this stuff. And then he's, like, you know, going and going and going, and John Mulaney is, like, you know, like waiting for the next stop sign to try to get out of the car, mm-hmm. and then he gets out of the car, and Dan Quinn turns his attention to John Mulaney, like, listen, John Mul- Mulaney, listen, Playboy, I could have made you a fucking star <laughs> if you didn't want to be a buster and fucking get out of my Chevy Cobra Mustang. Basically, I was going to let you in on the secrets of the violin and Stevia. You know, I could have made you a billionaire. Okay, Playboy, uh, off that stevia. But since you wanted to be a little bitch, basically, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, like this car, I t- uh, basically be like that. <laughs> just him alone in the car. He doesn't even get the coffee. He just like picks up some meth. Oh yeah, I thought I thought you were gonna go with John Mulaney. He's like, oh, I've been there, brother. <laughs> hey, he gets along with him. Uh, they're not so different. I don't know what I mean by that. Yeah, I was trying to. I mean, I think they both. They they've both had their problems with drugs. Yeah, one. And they're both. They've both been romantically involved with Olivia Munn at various points in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've both. 
had promising college football careers. Mm-hmm. Um, little known fact about John Mulaney. They were both uh, born to rich parents, accepted at Georgetown. Except Dan Quinn. Honestly, Dan, Dan Quinn, a more respectable and successful person than John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Mulaney didn't even have the guts to get fired from Notre Dame's football team. You know how they um, recast... Uh, well, I don't know if you watch Big... I don't watch Big Mouth anymore. It stopped being that good, but... Like, they when they recast Missy after the BLM movement started... No, I didn't know about that. Oh, Missy is the... Uh, I didn't even know Missy was voiced by a... She was voiced by, by a white man. By Jenny so. Slade. <laughs> <laughs> um... So recast uh, Andrew, I don't, the the kid that John Mulaney voices, recast him with Dan Quinn. Oh yeah, baby. I'd, I'd start watching the show again. Yeah, dude. You know Dan Quinn could have been a fucking what? powerhouse celebrity, but when he was in his prime, Excuse like when that video came out, when he had the fucking Duke Nukem haircut. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, I was really kicking off the stevia. Now I don't know. He, he grew his hair out, and he's got a beard now. He looks really bad now. Hollywood really slept on what could have been a blockbuster king. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, mother- let me tell you, motherfucker. Um, basically, he could have been Chris Pratt. Yeah. He could have been on Parks and Rec. He could have been, been Mark. He could have fucking let me tell you something playboy knock knock that t-rex out cold with one <laughs> quick right hand <laughs> he could have been mario the voice of mario yeah he's <laughs> revising all his line like let me tell you something t-rex you're looking at that's ever tell you my coach once told me told told me i'm the blackest white boy he's ever seen <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> He's got the fucking sunglasses on at all times. I don't know. I'm going on too much about Dan Quinn. But enough about Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I think I think we got to cook up another segment like rock news, but not rock news. Dan Quinn news. Dan Quinn news. Nah, I don't think we're all as invested as Dan, Dan Quinn as you are, David. Okay. What about uh, Demonious X News? Oh hell no! <laughs> I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want any news about that guy. Just the Robert olds. Davi news. Just the classics with that guy. John Stockton news. Who's that? John Stockton. He was the I believe the point guard for the Utah Jazz back in the day, and now he's saying that 150 athletes have died after taking the vaccine. Nice. Just th- really think about that number. It's a lot. Yeah. Dude, that movie Rookie of the Year. I don't remember to ask you if you saw Rookie of the Year. You did. I don't think we were recording it. On the show, but yeah. It's awesome because uh, the Daniel Stern. You know Daniel Stern. No. He's one of the what band? He's the the what bandit who isn't Joe Pesci? Okay. In Home Alone. Um, he directed it, but he's also in it as like. The comic relief, like, pitching coach or something. Yeah. But he's constantly doing stupid shit, like, 
I was joking about like, man, what if you got, they were in a hotel and they had one of those connecting doorways. I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if he got caught between those two doors? And then it happens. He gets caught between the two doors. And then he like locks himself in like a cage in the locker room on accident. And he's like constantly stuffing his face with chewing tobacco. But the funniest part is that he probably gets paid $500,000 a year. Hell yeah, king. King for a day. And gets like most of the year off. King for a day. I mean, the other movie the kid was in from Rookie of the Year was Kid in King Arthur's Court. I don't know if you know that one. It's where, I don't know, something happens where he gets transported back into medieval times. And he has to, like, solve the the war with King Arthur. I don't know. Dan, some of the movies you talk about watching, it's like you just inherited, like, an ant's VHS collection. Yeah. <laughs> Next year you're telling me about grumpy old men and, uh... Well, Magic Mike 2. To be fair, I haven't seen Kid in King Arthur's Court. And Magic Mike 2 was a contender for what I was going to watch last night. So, Yeah, I could tell. You could tell. <laughs> I could tell us for what you were thinking about watching. I wasn't even in the room with you. I was in a different town than you. The thing is, you. I like that movie. I like the original Magic Mike way more than my girlfriend does. Joe, what do you think about this? Mm. Joe, your mic's not plugged in. Joe's been here the whole time. He's like, what the fuck? He's been doing that a lot lately. That sounds like Mark Maron. That doesn't sound like Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah, you stole that from Mark Maron. What the hell? But what if, isn't it, it, I bet Mark Maron's going to copyright the phrase, what the fuck, one day. That's okay. That's okay. I don't like cussing anyway. <laughs> Have I ever gone over my point of, like, it always pisses me off when people try to use cursing as, like, a a way to endear themselves to people, you know? Isn't that, but I, isn't there, like, some sort of study that says that people who curse more are more trustworthy? Um. Or they're perceived to be more trustworthy? Have you heard this? Yeah, so is probably every, yeah, I guess so. Everyone does it, and not everyone, look. (laughs) The thing I'm getting at is, <laughs> it's just annoying. I don't know. Like, Beto O'Rourke, didn't he, like, say, like, drop an F-bomb in a speech one time to, like, get the crowd, to get to get, to get a cheap pop? Yeah, he dropped an F-bomb. People are just cheering it, it, for, like, bad words. He like, dropped an F-bomb in a debate with uh, Pete Buttigieg. Oh, was, yeah. That, was, that, <laughs> that was pretty messed up. That's why he dropped out of the race. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't really think it's an effective... Uh, Way to uh, it's a that, cheap way of like, getting people to like you. Yeah, basically. cheap way to seem like real, you know. And it's like I swear, but like I don't know. It's like everyone has like an ad. It's like middle schoolers when they discover how to swear. So like uh, I don't know who is Liz Smith, Pete Buttigieg's campaign manager or whatever. Mm. She was like a that was fucking great. It's like. Oh yeah, Just calm down. Kind Jesus of corny. Christ, yeah. And like the when Grow I was, up. when I was reading from that article earlier, it's like I think the hair metal guys kind of like peaked vocabulary wise in, in middle school, in eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just saying fucking this and fucking that and bro. They do say bro. Yeah. And they're all about doing it for the fans. One, really, it's more for. Their pocket. It's really for the 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 free snacks. Yeah, 
It's really, let's be honest, it's for uh, it's for the Viagra. <laughs> That's what I would do if I were like in a hair. I would well, not even if I were in a hair metal band, but if I had, if I got to have a rider at like a a performance venue, I'm just gonna like uh, request like a box of Cliff Bars at each place, mm-hmm. and I just stock up on. That's how I stock. That's how I do my grocery shopping, more or less. You said the magic word riders. Let's take a look. Name like a ridiculous rock star. Rider. Yeah. Oh. Um Paul Stanley's got you already. That's a good one. Tour rider. Do you think Andrew gets his own rider? No, I don't think. Well yeah, probably. That'd be sweet. Ah, uh, fuck. Our friend who is on tour with Kiss right now. Friend of the show. Doctor uh what's his uh, ghoul cast name? Dr. Ghoul? Oh, he is Dr. Where, ghoul? How, uh, okay, I can't find his right. Okay, wait, we can look up Glenn Dan... Oh, that's, uh, yeah. What was what would Glenn Danzig's writer be like? He wants, like, a six-pack of that True Blood, like, blood soda that they don't make anymore, so they have to pay increasingly ridiculous sums of money to acquire it. God damn it. Death Rider in the house. I don't know what that is. That's the movie he made. His most recent feature film. Tour. That I saw in theaters. And that still is, has not been released on VOD. Tour Righty. Which I can't believe. That movie, I saw that movie like over a year ago. Amazing. Okay, I just found amazing rider requests from rock stars. Okay, this is good. Back to Slate rock news. Magazine. Uh, okay. <laughs> so they probably mean this is probably the, the world's cool first online only magazine. Get this. Shit Learned that in school. Out of my face. Cookies and other really get that shit away from me. Someone who only requests I'll have uh give me 10 plastic clamshells of like grocery store chocolate chip cookies. Okay, Tom Myers. Let's see what he no, Nice. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, he he requests uh, Doritos, mm-hmm. a really old banana. Yep. Some Gatorade. Long head transplant. Um. Is this an actual list you found? No, this is just. This isn't really. I don't want to have to read through all this shit. It's not presented like just a. Here's mm. ten fucking things. No. The rich and famous are notorious for bizarre demands they sometimes place on their underlings. Perhaps because it's easy to find so many band writers on the internet, mega-famous musicians are legendary for some of some of the backstage demands they place uh, contractually into their, con- their concert writers. Photographer Henry Hargriffs, with the help of collaborator Caitlin Levin, pokes fun at some of the more peculiar demands famous musicians have made in their concert writers in his Band Rider series. Perhaps the most famous and specific is Van Halen's dema- demand for no brown M&Ms. That's weird. Often assumed to be an obnoxious demand, but actually the band's way of testing how vigilantly the contract was read. If a venue couldn't get the M&Ms right, the band couldn't be sure that... Oh, hey. I found a Misfits... uh, A Danzig thing from... This is... This is from MisfitsCentral.com from the Toronto Sun, February 6, 1997. 
Satan Claus is coming to town. Wait, that means Glenn Danzig's not involved in this. Well, it's, I mean, all things Glenn Danzig, Misfits related. Oh, so. okay, all right, I got you. So, Satan Claus is coming to town. You're Glenn Danzig of the necro rock band Danzig, and you've got demands. Necro rock. Last time around. Wait, is this a joke? Maybe, I don't know. I'm going to read it anyway. Uh, last time around, the Danzig, when Danzig played the concert hall, the New Jersey band supplied the concert promoters with a contract writer that prompted giggles to wit please provide the following 10, ten girls between 18 and 24 must have a general knowledge of politics 18, 10 and 24 sorry wait 18 and 24 did I say 10 <laughs> nah, <I was> just <laughs> must have a general knowledge of politics religion and sports and not live more than a $5 cab ride from the venue is that real for their gig tonight at the warehouse there's no mention of females but along with the usual staples, parentheses, Guinness, whiskey, gummy bears, Snapple, there's a writer that has to do with Danzig's coy nods to Satanism, a gimmick he plied long before ghoul come lately Marilyn Manson. In capital letters, the contract stipulates all garlic and religious artifacts to be removed from the facility prior to artist's arrival. Did we mention this guy's on the Disney-owned Hollywood Records label? MCA Concerts reps joked yesterday about frisking fans for concealed religious tchotchkes. The garlic pretty much announces itself. Is that real? He's a nerd. I don't know if I buy that. What a nerd. I mean... Oh, my phone died. How far he's fallen from refusing to go on stage without his French onion soup and spicy chicken sandwich. I mean, I respect that more than... I'm a, I'm the devil. <laughs> I want to fuck girls, girl, cool girls, cool girls that like sports and politics. I'm a, I'm the devil. You know, I'm a devil, man. <laughs> when did they say they said that happened in the '80s? He requested that stuff. Uh, I guess it, so. it was ten years prior. To, I mean, I guess different time, but that. I don't know if that's real. I can't imagine Danzig fucking that much either. Uh, nah, I can't. I guess, unfortunately. <laughs> I didn't picture him as a drug guy or booze guy. Is he both? I don't think so. Let's find out. Does Glenn Danzig get high? <laughs> Glenn Danzig was five feet three inches tall. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> what? Did he say was? Yeah. What happened to Danzig? Did he die? He's seven feet. Oh, now. no, he, he got taller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, had, he had puberty. He's shrunken or gotten taller. Not sure yeah. which yet. He found he's, he uh, converted to Christianity and suddenly God made him tall. He wanted to become closer to God, so he yeah. got taller. Drugs. Glenn Danzig drugs. A still muscular Danzig acknowledged that a tour today is more physically taxing as such. I don't do drugs, he said. I rarely drink. I don't abuse my body. I wonder if that includes uh, masturbating. Or, or gummy beers. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not a gummy beers guy at all. No? Yeah, they're okay. The clear ones are the best ones. 
Yeah. That's true. Um, you want this ketchup packet? No. Why would I want that, Dan? I don't know. If you were still hungry. No, I don't have fries in front of me anymore. Got some Del Taco. Uh, reminds me of one of my favorite classic aerial pink tweets. Yeah. Oh, the Del Burger. <laughs> Getting pissed off. <laughs> they wouldn't turn on the grills. <laughs> it was like 2 a.m. and he wanted a Del Burger. And he's like, it's bullshit. I know for a fact they just didn't want to turn the grills on for me. Which is fair enough. Also, why are you eating? Why are you going to Del Taco for the Del Burger? It's like, I don't know if he'll ever reach that level of celebrity where they'll turn the grills on for him at Del Taco. Right. I thought, I think, did I see that he was touring? Uh, Let's find out. David loves finding out stuff on his phone. <laughs> Google is Ariel Pink too. <laughs> Does Ariel Pink get high? I found this on the web. Just yeah, he likes getting high. Yeah, it does. In the morning. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's look up. Uh, is he on tour? I uh, want to go ahead and say I really don't think I'd want to go see him if he came back. Uh, he left a sour taste in my mouth after he... Well, you blew him? After he um, said all that stuff about Grimes. That was a, that was the boiling point for me. Mm, this is a, I'm on his website right now. This is a complicated website. I'm at the tickets and VIP packages section. Oh, that's good. <laughs> this is complicated as that's hell. That's awesome that he has a VIP option for his uh, shows. You know he's from Boca Raton, Florida? Mm, I think I did know that, yeah. Maybe he knows Frank Limongello. In 2008, Ariel Jr. Pink co-starred in the Broadway musical 13. And two years later, he rose to prominence as Cat Valentine on the Nickelodeon show. Uh, Victorious, sorry. Didn't finish the sentence. He's on Victorious. His debut album, Yours Truly, <laughs> dropped in 2013. This article is written funny. Dropped in 2013 and quickly reached number one on the Billboard. 200. It's just broken up where you guys see. I, I, I would show you, but I, I'm very busy actually looking at this. Uh... The way which included a feature... What are you... Literally, what are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? I'm reading facts about Ariel Pink. I can't... <laughs> I could, this is just what, where his website brought me. Okay. Uh, He's got to work on his website. I've never heard of this. God is a Dangerous Woman. I've never heard of that Ariel Pink song. <laughs> oh, it, it's an album. It's his third album. Hmm. God is a dangerous woman. Was you know what? I'm just gonna go to his Wikipedia page. Sounds good. B- bear with me here. Uh, okay, Ariel Pink, born June 26, 1993, is an American singer, songwriter, and actor. Getting a call from Dearborn. 
I'm not going to answer it right now. Her four octave vocal, his four uh, octave vocal range has received critical acclaim, and his personal life has been the subject of widespread media attention. Oh, he has received numerous That's accolades true. throughout his career, including two Grammy awards, one Brit Award, one Bambi Award, two Billboard Music Awards, three American Music Awards, nine MTV Music Awards, and twenty-seven Guinness World Records. God, what happened? Pink began his career at <laughs> age fifteen in two thousand and eight. Broad uh, in the 2008 broad. Well, we already covered all that. Yeah. Um, Are you sure you're getting their pronouns? Pink's right? voice and whistle register on the uh, album drew immediate comparisons to Mariah Carey. <laughs> he continues to explore <laughs> pop and R and B in his sound and third <laughs> third studio albums, My Everything from 2014 <laughs> and Dangerous Woman from 2016. My Everything experimented with EDM and achieved global success with its singles Problem, Break Free, and Bang Bang. Dangerous Woman became his first or f- of four consecutive number one albums in the UK. Personal struggles included uh, uh, influenced her, his trap abuse <laughs> fourth and fifth studio album Sweetener from 2018 and Thank You Next from 2019, <laughs> both of which were critical and commercial success. Sweetener won him a Grammy Award for Best Pop Vocal Album, and Thank You Next broke, it, broke the record for the largest streaming week for a pop album and was nominated for Album of the Year. The singles Thank You Next, Seven Rings, and Break Up With Your Girlfriend on Board made uh, Pink <laughs> the first solo artist to hold the top three spot on the Hot 100 simultaneously and the first man to succeed uh, himself <laughs> at the top of the UK singles chart. <laughs> His 2020 collaboration, Stuck With You, with oh, wow. Justin Bieber and Rain On Me with Lady Gaga, helped him break the record for most uh, number one debuts on the Hot 100, the latter winning the Grammy Award for Best Pop Duo slash Group Performance. Pink's R&B-focused sixth studio album, Positions 2020, and its title track debuted at number one in the UK and US in 2021. He had his sixth U.S. number one single uh, after featuring on the remix of The Weeknd's Save Your Tears. Uh, often regarded as a pop icon, Pink is one of the world's best-selling musical artists. Uh, he has sold over more than 85 million records globally, and all of his studio albums have been certified platinum or higher. Among his Billboard chart records... He is the first artist and only man to have five number one debuts to chart chart, uh, three number one debuts in in one calendar year. To debut the lead singles from each of his studio albums in the top ten and to have... Their first, uh, the first five number one singles debuted at the top spot. Pink is the most streamed male artist ever. The most streamed male <laughs> artist on Spotify, also 2010's decade, and Apple Music. The most followed male artist on Spotify, and the most subscribed male artist on YouTube. Wow. He has been included on Time's annual list of 100 most influential people in the world, 2016 and 2019, and the Forbes Celebrity 100, 2019 to 2020. Grande was named Man of the Year in 2018. On, I mean, what? Pink was named Man of the Year in 2018. Okay. Uh, the greatest <laughs> Man of the Year. <laughs> Let's keep uh, going. No, that's enough. Of that. <laughs> Man, nothing about uh. Nothing about his touring though. Or get your uh, 
get this party started or hypnagogic pop or I'm coming up so you better get when I used to bowl uh, one of the older kids on my team yeah would do a parody of that song and be like I gotta pee so you better get those bathrooms open that's not as funny as I remember but I was def- I was like crying so I was laughing so hard the first time he did that okay real quick before we wrap up okay got one more thing to find out Pink met actor Graham Phillips in the cast of the Broadway musical 13 in 2008 and dated him until 2011. He dated English singer Nathan's, uh, Nathan's uh, Sykes between August and December 2013 and then dated uh, rapper Big Sean from October 2014 to April 2015. Wow, Michigan after guy, we gotta represent. Yeah, after recording The Way with Mac Miller in 2012, the two began dating in 2016. Oh, they yeah. collaborate on the I single about this. My Favorite Part, released in September 2016 on Mel- uh, Miller's album The Divine, uh, the Divine Feminine 2016. The Divine Feminine. Hmm. Anyway. Not familiar with that one. The rela- their relationship ended by May 2018. That September, Miller died from an accidental drug overdose. Pink expressed grief over his death on social media and called him his dearest friend. In May 2018, Grand uh, Pink began dating actor and comedian <laughs> Pete Davidson, and they became engaged the next month. They called off their engagement and ended the relationship in October 2018. Pink began dating real estate agent Dalton Gomez in January 2020. Their relationship, while mostly private, was made public in the music video of her, of him and Justin Bieber's charity single, Stuck With You. Hmm. So that's the last we know of About his, of his dating that's history. That's what Ariel Pink's been up to. Wow. Keeping it low-key, you know. <laughs> Making moves, but quietly. Yeah. Well, that brings us to an end. We covered rock news. Updates on Dylan. Got the... We offered our guest, Joe, a chance to speak, which he declined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we um I think we've we've made the perfect episode. I think so. Time to die. <laughs>